Welcome to the Heaping Scoop Podcast, where balance meets lifestyle, the best place to get your mind and body in shape, with your hosts, Andrew Shepard and Bryce Wiggins. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, we will be discussing if cardio kills your gains. So just to preface today's episode, we will be discussing both cardiovascular endurance and muscular endurance. So cardiovascular endurance is the ability of your heart and lungs to fuel your body with more oxygen. So that's anything from jogging to running. Um, And muscular endurance is the ability of your muscles to work continuously without getting tired or fatigued. So that's going to be your resistance training or your strength training. So Andrew, to get us started here, Right. What are some of the main types of cardio that our audience members should be aware of and that can potentially do and implement in their um, gym or, you know, exercise routine? So the two main forms of cardio that I know about are steady state, slow cardio, like running, jogging, just swimming in your pool at a steady pace. And then you have hit high intensity interval training cardio where you're doing high intensity sprints or like short bursts of quick exercise and mm-hmm. then waiting a little while to, to for your heart rate to rest down and then going again. Right. Okay. And from your experience, have you, you know, found that one or the other works or maybe both um, during one week or so? Like say you do a slower pace in the beginning of the week and then at the end of the week you'll do um, more higher intensity. I've tried both, and personally, I prefer the slow, steady, steady state cardio. But I also feel like it depends on the person and what they're trying to achieve. Like if you're just trying to just be healthy and fit and have like a generally healthy heart and a cardiovascular system, then you can go for the slow, steady state training. But if you're trying to, if you're competing in sports or training for something specific that requires a lot of like explosive power and mm-hmm. stuff like that then i would say then you should do the hit training so i guess as a first question to you and this kind of prefaces the whole um reason for the episode does cardio kill your gains i would say yes and no to that question so i'll give you two scenarios here say for instance that your main goal is just to get stronger in the gym and you're trying to put on a lot of lean muscle mass then Ideally, you want to be doing your cardio on a separate day or do it after your workout just for like Mm -hmm. a small 15 or 20 minutes. But if you're training for like a 5K run or a marathon or any sort of endurance race, then you also want to be doing strength training. But obviously, your main goal is just to have more cardiovascular endurance. So you'll prioritize the cardiovascular endurance over the strength training. Mm -hmm. Right. And... I guess like for me, my personal experience with that. So I remember one semester when we were living together, um, I'd get up early around like 6 a.m. And I'd go to the gym for like an hour, hour and a half uh, with a friend of ours. And um, then right after that, we would go to the field and play. Well, not play, but we would train um, soccer or football and um, do a, a training session, right? you know, with dribbling through the cones, whether that be running or just like shooting drills, you know, and we would do some running like afterwards, after every session. Mm-hmm. And I found that 
for me, it didn't really help improve um, my lean muscle mass or like the the strength in the gym, um, as opposed to me gaining more cardiovascular um, endurance from the running and from, you know, getting more touches on the ball, feeling more comfortable on the ball with, you know, the soccer football training. So Andrew has a great point here. So it's best to separate the two. Um, if you are wanting to prioritize your strength training and gain more lean muscle mass, then it would be best to do cardio on the days that you're not in the gym weightlifting. You can always do like a small, you know, 10, 15 minutes, you know, low intensity on the elliptical, on the treadmill after your, after your lift. Um, because that in some studies, it does promote, you know, more muscle growth. And if you pair that with a sauna, then it'll be even more beneficial to you. And that's if you're prioritizing, you know, strength training and trying to grow a lot, a, a little bit bigger, um, as opposed to prioritizing, you know, your muscular, I mean, sorry, prioritizing your cardiovascular endurance, where you want to do a low intensity um, session, you know, of running or jogging, whatever it may be, maybe even swimming um, in the beginning of the week. And then towards the end of the week, you may do a higher intensity training session, just to, you know, get the 150 to 180 minutes per week. Yeah. And the other day I saw a post of Andrew Huberman's where he was saying, or he showed like, I guess, steps of fo- to follow for the best routine. And it said at least 150 to 180 minutes per week of some type of zone two cardio. And what zone two cardio is, you're trying to at least increase your heart rate by 70 to 80% of your maximum um, heart rate at a, at a resting, at your wrist resting rate. Okay. More or less. So if your maximum heart rate is 180 and your zone two heart rate would be at a minimum of 126 and the maximum of 144, the more you can stay around 144 at the maximum heart rate that that threshold is at, um, without exceeding it, then that will in turn give you a better cardiovascular endurance and health overall. So Andrew, to continue, do you think, you know, the average person should always, you know, go on a run or do high intensity work? Or do you think the average person should just work on, you know, just the simple things of going on a walk every day? Or some type of you know jog every day. I think uh, the average person can get away with just doing the simple things of going on a walk or jog, mm-hmm. getting any form of cardio in every day. Because I feel like I don't want to generalize it, but I feel like most people don't even get what get their amount of cardio that they need for the weekend. So if you could just mm-hmm. get what you need, that's you're doing better than most people already. And if you go, and if you can get more in, then it's obviously not going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Right. And I I would kind of agree with that. So 
if you're the type of person that's very sedentary and you're sitting a lot or you don't get a lot of movement throughout the day, then just a simple walk would suffice and try and get your, you know, I guess steps and minutes in as far as the, um, as far as, you know, getting a hundred, reaching at least 150 to 180 minutes of some type of active work, you know, getting your heart rate up above that, that threshold. So I do think it is important for people to just get outside um, every day, you know, whether it be a walk a run or a jog. And, but for those who, you know, want to, you know, increase that level a little bit more um, in terms of, you know, longevity and, and better cardiovascular endurance, I think it'd be best for someone to do at least a low intensity um, session along with a high intensity session, you know, however you want to split it up throughout the week, just so that you can kind of get two types of training within the week and you can kind of gauge what you like throughout the year and you can kind of see um, where your baseline is and how to increase that. And you may like it, you may not like it. Um, it just depends on the feel of how you enjoy um, exercising, really. And Bryce, I guess I have a question for you now. Since seeing as that you're somebody who is very active, can you tell us why staying active is so important? Like, just give us like a general answer. Yeah. So I think, well, for me personally, obviously, like I've always grown up being an active person, you know, whether that be going outside and playing sports or just like for fun, just throwing the ball around or like kicking the ball around um, individually. I feel like it's important for people to, you know, stay active in the sense that you don't have to do a lot every single day just to reach, you know, your overall goals. And if you don't really have a fitness goal, I think movement is very important just for, you know, um, mental health, physical health, and, you know, for social health, really, because if you want to stay active, then I think others will kind of gravitate towards that energy in terms of you doing something active outside of, you know, your comfort zone, if that's something that's difficult for you. Um, I think a lot of people will gravitate towards that, that person that's trying to grow as an individual. Jesus. And speaking from your own personal experiences now, do, how would you recommend people pair their cardio and weightlifting? Because I know that you're somebody, I assume that you're doing both of them right now. Well, I know you're weightlifting. I'm not sure if you would again, your cardio in. Yeah. So for me, I'm, I kind of like took a step back in terms of like doing um, a lot of cardio. I've just been focusing on weightlifting right now just because I want to reach a certain weight and uh, I guess lean muscle mass. I do plan on, you know, doing a lot more cardio, whether that be going out on the field and doing like training sessions and, and things of that nature or doing, you know, sprints on the treadmill or swimming. Swimming is one thing I actually want to uh, get a little bit better at. I know you're a pretty good swimmer, but um, 
Yeah, I think if you wanted to do those two things, like like we were saying before, you want to split it up. Or at the end of your weightlifting day, like say you do push-pull legs, at the end of each day, uh, you can just do like 10 minutes of walking, incline walks. So like that'd be an uphill walk. Um, you can set it at like 10 incline or 12 incline um, at two miles an hour and then walk for 10 minutes right after and then hop in the sauna and then you're good to go. I think that that's a pretty pretty easy thing to do. Or you can do the elliptical or Stairmaster, whatever um, cardio machine that you like or type of cardio that you enjoy doing. Um, it's very minimal at the end of the workout. So if you're weightlifting, I would do those those things after. If you want to just split it up completely and have like a higher and lower intensity days, so lower in the beginning of the week and higher at the end of the week, then you can do that as well. Seeing that you were an athlete in high school and you played club soccer slash football, whatever you want to call it, how do you think that, okay, how should I say this? Do you think that only athletes should be focusing on their cardiovascular health in order if they want to reach a certain fitness goals? Or do you think it's something that everybody, the average person, should be taking into account when they're like training in general, like say somebody says that they want to go to the gym, do you think that their cardiovascular fitness is something that they need to be considering along with their... If you're playing a sport, I think it's important to do movements that are specific to your sport. So like for soccer, you want to do, or football, you want to do um, like explosive movements, lateral movements, so side-to-side movements that are going to, work on your speed agility and your overall i guess stability on the on the pitch right so implementing the that type of work in your gym sessions i think will benefit you long term as opposed to not doing them um that's something i wish i knew before during that uh i guess time in my life playing club and in high school so if you want to do like specific things for sports different exercises for sports i think you should look into plyometrics, okay? Um, and I think that would help benefit you for sport-specific exercises. Um, now, if it's just like a regular person, like at the average person that isn't an athlete, um, I don't think those movements wouldn't hurt. I just think you should do movements that are going to help you um, long-term in terms of... Uh, you know, stability. So that could be core work and strengthening all the muscles that you need in order to, I guess, have a, I don't want to say longer lifespan, but I'm trying to say uh, a healthier body where say if you are known to have, you know, bad hip flexors or like you, you have weak hip flexors or you have bad knees doing some type of uh, stability work where like you're going beyond the threshold where you um, either could potentially be injured. I think doing movements where it's more stability and balance, that's going to help you create a healthier body and a stronger body overall in the long term, rather than not doing them where you're always going to feel weak. You're always going to feel fatigued in those areas. If you were to play you know, sports or 
um, even in a, a recreational setting. So just doing sports specific movements and movements that um, can benefit you based on, you know, the problems or ailments that you've had in the past or that something that you struggle with. That's a good answer. And I'm going to ask you another question now. Sorry, I'm bombarding you with questions. So average Joe over here who has a very sedentary lifestyle, they're looking to make a change in their life. What do you recommend they start doing first? In terms of what? Just uh, overall? I, I I guess, like, let's just say that they're not at the point where they're ready to go into the gym as yet, but they just want to start being healthier. So they're maybe trying to decide whether they should run, jog, walk, whatever it is they have, whatever mm-hmm. it is they have to do. What do you recommend them doing? So like you were saying, that sedentary person, they haven't done anything. I would start slow with just by, you know, getting up every day and uh, going on a walk or after work going on a walk just to get your body moving and also stretching. I think stretching is one of the things that is very not frowned upon, but people don't do it as often as they should. I think stretching is a very important part of that. So you can allow your body to feel more limber in those far range movements that you'll need later when you're in the weight, when you're lifting. So walking first and stretch, pairing that with stretching every day, and then move into the resistance training slowly where you want to kind of adapt to the movements because as we all know, muscle memory is, you know, one of the main things that your body's going to get used to and adapt to when you're doing all those compound movements. So if you're doing a squat for the first time, a barbell squat for the first time, then you want to get the form right before you even make more mistakes in the gym because you could be potentially injuring yourself if you don't get the form right, okay? And um, that's one of the things that I think another, like a lot of people lack where form is not the key or main thing before they start making mistakes and they can hurt themselves, you know, if they, if they don't do it correctly or in a way that helps them with the problems that they've had in the past. So just moving in, you know, a little bit slower, um, I think is probably the best thing to do and getting everything right before you make more mistakes with form and uh, moving up in weight instead of starting off with, you know, like a plate, 45 pound plate, um, you just want to start off slow so you can get used to the movement. So Andrew, are compound movements enough to have uh, good cardiovascular endurance as well as good muscular endurance overall? So I'm going to answer the first part first, cardiovascular endurance, and I'm definitely going to say no because say you don't do much cardio at all. You're just somebody who goes in the gym, you do your deadlift, you do your squats, you do your... Mm -hmm all those other compound movements, you're not really training your heart and your body in a way to maximize using the oxygen efficiently. So your cardiovascular endurance is not going to be optimal. So I guess from a muscular endurance perspective, a lot of the compound movements, they may not be able to activate like the full range of the specific muscle type that you're trying to get done. So I would say, it's a good base point, but if you really want to have peak muscle 
performance or muscle endurance, then you're going to have to do other exercises on top of the compound movements to complement and build upon what you have already. What type of movements would you suggest then pairing the compound movements with what else? Like from a muscular perspective, like Mm -hmm. how can you get, so say you're just doing regular, I'll give an example. Say you're just somebody who does regular bench press. Like I know if you want to hit the upper part of your chest, you're going to have to do incline but instead of doing incline bench press you could do the incline dumbbell press they have a you could do cable crossovers all those other stuff that you're not going to be able to activate that part of the chest if you're just going to do be doing flat bench press over and over and over again mm-hmm. and also i would say like not repeating movements that work the same muscle because if you're going to do if you're going to work on your chest for example like you're saying you don't want to hit just the middle of your pec which is mostly the flat bench right yeah. you want to hit all you know all heads of the pec so lower pec mid pec and the top of the pec so doing incline decline and then some type of um flat bench you know and there's mm-hmm. different movements for hitting all three heads i think that's the most efficient way of of going to the gym especially especially if you're um doing push pull legs right that type of split you can definitely maximize the efficiency uh, that you're working at if you're hitting each uh muscle group in each of those heads depending on the day that you're doing to maximize the gains that you're and efficiency that you're going to be getting out while working out i think it's best to to work each head so that you're growing the muscle, you know, all around and complementing those muscle groups so that you're not getting or lacking anything in the smaller muscle groups that, you know, you're not really training or not really thinking about. Thank you all for listening. Make sure to stay tuned for the next episode on our Instagram page at The Heaping Scoop. Keep grinding and stay fit.